0: Into the superpower happy hour, have we hit Um, record? record? We're recording, uh, yes, yeah. I was told this would be great audio. Am I on? Uh, yeah, yeah, you are. That would be really (laughs) unfortunate if we just turned your mic off. Well, there might be times Uh, it might be ideal. (laughs) (laughs) ideal. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I figured, uh, for starters, we'll we'll, the four of us will introduce ourselves and kind of uh, our podcast, why we're here, and then uh, our esteemed host, Will Rose. Uh, pastor of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church, uh, he is going to go over to our awesome whiteboard, and we're we're going to start talking about as many of those as possible. So one thing, you, and Will's going to talk more about this as well, uh, you probably, you've gotten to the point in the weekend where y- if you're not over at Mason's Talk right now, you might be a little intellectualized out. Um, you might be ready to just kind of hang with some friends and, and chat about stuff that isn't, you know, uh, science, philosophy, theology, uh, those are all awesome things. I was not asked to come here and do that, though. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, I, my name is Ryan Doze. I run uh, Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast. So, um, yeah, all, all dozen of my listeners, I feel like, are already here. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm so happy to be here. I, I dro- What did we drive, babe? We drive 27 hours to be here.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm Nathan Gilmore from the Christian Humanist Podcast. I only drove about six hours here from North Georgia. Weak sauce. Sorry, man. Uh, but you should you know, live further away. Long, long time comic book fan. Although, I mean, in this company, I'm the uh, I'm the lightweight. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. I'm Joshua Knoll. I do some podcast stuff. I exist. I'm friends with Will. What What What, what are some what? of those podcasts? Yeah, we, we would, would like to know. Uh, that's it. Uh, Okay. um, What's your resume? Yeah, my resume. resume. Yeah. Um, I started the whole church podcast as a church unity podcast like four or five years ago. Okay. That's how I met Will. He mentioned some comic book stuff, and I was like, well, let's do a spinoff on that. We'll just do an episode talking about some of how theology and stuff we see these themes in our comic books, and then it became a whole ordeal, and now we run another podcast. We do like two or three episodes a week. It's uh, Systematic Ecology. uh, Okay. I blame will for it (laughs) 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 yes I am will rose I am the pastor here at Holy Trinity
3: Lutheran Church and um, longtime geek first fandom is in Star Wars collected comics have always been a part of that and I started a God loves geeks book club in my church in South Carolina because these movies started coming out and people wanted to talk about it instead of talking about it in the narthex I said why don't we just you're in between, before and after church services, let's get together over coffee or beer or a meal and and talk about um, these movies. And then we, it turned into a book club. And then I had to bring that here when I came to Chapel Hill. And uh, yeah, I've been a part of a lot of podcasts, whether it's with Trip or Ryan or even a part of the Christian Humanist Network. I've been yep, that yep, one a With Danny times. Anderson. And then, yeah, and oh, then um, with Systematic Ecology. So, um, and let me just share uh, at the end of this. I do have. Um, if you see, if we're still talking, when it gets close to 5 o'clock... We probably will be. Uh, because, you know, look, we could do like, just pick one character or one movie and talk about it for hours. Yeah. It's, crazy, it how it's crazy how nerds can do that. It's crazy how nerds can do that. So, so uh, we're going to respect your time and not do that today. But we have lots of podcasts out there if you want to dive deeper into those things. But I have a wedding in a little bit that I need to go do the ceremony for. So if you jet me out, it's not because anybody's saying anything that I'm offended by unless Joshua starts talking about how much... Which episode of Star Wars? Uh, this anyway. That, um, that surprisingly, didn't make it on the board. It didn't make it on the board. No, it didn't. But I want to set this the scene for our listeners. Yeah. We're in our, um, our youth room Ooh. here at Holy Train Lutheran Church, and we have uh, some friends with us here in the youth room. Some are sitting on the couch with their legs up. Uh, some have yeah. beers. Some have coffee. Some yeah. are like just, just hanging out and can't wait to geek out on us. And what we did is that uh we wrote on our whiteboard here in our youth room uh what are you geeking out on and again there's no wrong answers everyone has permission you have permission to to borrow a phrase (laughs) from one of my favorite podcasts you have permission to be a geek and geek out and take your faith seriously and that's what we do with these podcasts so what are you geeking out on i'm going to just read some things that people wrote over the past couple days Yes, Diana Butler Bass said Columbo reruns. That's awesome. (laughs) Again, there's no wrong answers. Severance on Apple TV, Queer Eye, Lower Decks, the Shanghai bus scene, the the Shang-Chi bus scene. Um, Who killed, what does it say? Rhonda? Who killed Rhonda? I couldn't figure that one out, actually. uh, Industry, Midnight Mass, um, uh, Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, Andor. Dark Noir, Big Bang Theory, Severance, I already said that. Marvel's Wastelanders, Wastelanders, She Hulk, Rings Uh, of Power, we said that too. Uh, Kevin can beep himself. (laughs) Uh, um, All all kinds of. uh, Bo Burnham Inside. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. Uh, Paper Girls on Amazon, but it was also a graphic novel by Brian K. Vaughn first. And Brian K. Vaughn is my favorite. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So. yeah lots of things So there's no wrong or right answers those are some of the things that people yeah. are geeking out on and uh yeah
0: so Ryan, take it away so i'm also curious because we've got what we got about fi- we got about 15 people in the room here was there is there anything people in the room is there anything on that list you're like I'm looking at that list and something's missing do you feel like anything is missing something that you're passionate about something yes <laughs> uh, okay. All the behind the scenes of all the things. That, guys, did you watch commentaries this week for the list that we didn't know was was, was already up there? Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus has all those things. I Re- did it in prep uh, for today. Yeah, we,
0: we, we recommend uh, uh, Marvel Assembled. Um, you know, all the different great things on Disney Plus. You know, it's Galeries nuts. Oh, oh, my goodness. So good. hey, has anybody watched those ga- the gallery episodes for Star Wars stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, do anybody know what Blade the yeah? And magic? So, y- well, yeah, yeah. They've done what was it? Watch the the Kenobi, k- the Kenobi one, uh, where they uh, it's Hayden Christensen coming back to Star Wars. Was uh, as you would say, uh, my my wife is in the room. She would say that's especially emotional. It was I
2: cried. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, I did too, but for different reasons. What?
0: Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Here, here's the thing. We, what well, we've been in here for nine minutes, um, and I feel like Star Wars might be an okay place to start. We're gonna thoroughly upset Pastor Will here. How much time do we have? Well, no, that's my number one. We got fandom, fo- so we, we got forty one minutes. Okay, forty one minutes. And we, yeah, <laughs> Nathan is. We'll tell him what your shirt, what your shirt is.
1: Most cantina where our friends don't like you and we don't like you either.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Star Wars fandom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well,
0: where do you think a good place to maybe start with uh, Star Wars fandom is? Uh, oh. What?
3: What? Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I'm you, really Daniel. happy I brought this. Thank you, thank you, um, thank you, Daniel. You could have also said the Last Jedi, and that would have really got me going. But um, what, well, I, well, hold
1: up. Let's talk about Last Jedi because I think I can make a case for it. Oh my gosh! You think so, you can make
3: a case for Last Jedi? You
0: don't. I'll, I'll do to, it right, right now.
1: Okay. Talk, we haven't talked about miracles yet this weekend. <laughs> All right. So, so, Last Jedi. What you got is a beloved franchise character. They're taking him in a new direction. Certainly, the movie's got its oddities. Uh, It's got its wasted scenes, but one of the things that I really dig is that Luke Skywalker has changed over the years, but he returns to what he loves and what his duty is, not because of anything abstract, but because of his connections to other characters. Do you see the twitch in his eye? Oh, I do. He's seething. Most
2: importantly, of of all of the Star Wars movies, the only one where you see any resemblance of balance in the Force in the end is I'll actually the that's Last not a big Jedi. theme in the in Continue. the series.
3: No, no, I will I will say that The Last Jedi is, is beautifully shot and directed. My favorite lightsaber scene in all the franchise happens in that throne room. It's a good with, one. With uh, uh, it is the most amazing. I will watch that part. It is so badass and so awesome. The uh, the but the characterization of Luke is where mm-hmm. I have the most problems with because I don't I yes, failure is a big part of our journey that's okay it's not that he's perfect it's the it's the whole like abandonment of his friends and cutting himself off from the force the thinking that because of that failure he's going to just throw his lightsaber over his shoulder and just ditch everyone and that's when precisely
1: no what he does in his isolation until that connection with his friends right. brings him back. This is a redemption story, Absolutely. Pastor.
3: I understand the redemption story. I mean, but when you have Mark Hamill, the person who play Luke Skywalker, say it's a m- mischaracterization of his character,
2: I'm gonna remove <coughs> Mark Hamill. I'm not. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, So I'm I'm known as Josh with the wrong opinions for those who didn't <laughs> know. Uh, that he nickname was. did stick really yes, well. Yeah. Uh, well. Part of why I don't have any of those issues is because Luke is just an annoying character. Oh. So last Jedi, I wanted to go to Tashi Station. Like, take some power converters. He's just, the only time he's tolerable is at Last Jedi. He was whiny the entire original trilogy. Okay. Then he comes back and instead of being whiny, now he's grumpy. And grumpy's way more palatable than whiny. Let me just say, okay. <laughs> The reason we have
3: systematic <laughs> ecology together <laughs> and that we do this is to model a healthy way to have conversations around disagreements. Is this when have. you choke me live or? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> because there is, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna derail a little bit or change the subject from Last Jedi and Luke Skywalker to say like there is so much toxicity in fandom and, oh. uh, and Preach, it's Pastor. not just in the church, about
2: yeah. now? the church. She. Yeah, we can go to yes. Hulk.
3: I love she Hulk so much, um, but there's okay. like oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so good. Um, but like we we set out one of the goals that we wanted to set out systematic ecology with was to model how to have healthy conversations. He has a whole church podcast, church union podcast. How can we do mm-hmm. that within fandom and geekdom as well, that we can have these disagreements and still be um, brothers and sisters and family and, and friends together. And not to create rivals or to cancel anybody, but to say like, you know, how can we be uh, friends and how can we um, walk along together with these disagreements? And so that's why we want to do that in, in these in these forums and podcasts too. So yep. yeah, we have fun, we jar, we have bad opinion. That's horrible. How could you ever think that? Which um, <laughs> hopefully will model also how we can do that in the realm of like religion, theology, uh, communities there as well. So. That's, that's well, what,
1: Would you say the uh, conversations invite a concrescence of the openness of every moment to the adventurous and the zesty? <laughs> Woo.
3: I think that's exactly what, that, how that, Doctor Trip Fuller would say. I have no why, idea what right. any of that
1: means, by the way. I, <laughs> those are just trip <laughs> words, and I just strung them together. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you did
3: it perfectly. Fantastic.
0: Amen. Yeah, yeah. So, so Josh brought this up, and it was mentioned on our board. Okay, if we talk about She-Hulk, everybody. So, okay, now I realize there are four white guys up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a green lady. She is, uh, she's, uh, we, we've we all, have we all seen the finale yet? I haven't. I just saw it last night. Okay. Na- Nathan?
3: Hey, hey. Oh, oh, no. Oh, goodness. Oh. Are you okay? You all right? You stirred up a fandom so much with the finale that that's, you know. That's, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so in the oh, <laughs> I, that's no, okay. we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> as that's long how as much. You're okay. no, as long I'm as you're Good. Okay, okay, okay. Good. Good. We started um, talking about She-Hulk, and he wanted to smash something. I think we can something. talk about She-Hulk without spoiling the finale. That's a good idea. That. That's a good we idea. We can talk in general terms of this show without like specifics of what happens. For, for those of who are not partaking. or yet. or listened to this podcast, and say, I want to hit pause first. But anyway, no, like we can we can talk about Durant. So.
0: Yeah, there, oh, so in case you don't exist on the internet, uh, <laughs> She-Hulk, uh, the show, created a little bit of a, um, how do you say, uh, like an internet kerfuffle? Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, for several different instances and reasons. Now, I'm curious with my, my panel members, what was your favorite ludicrous thing that
1: people got mad about with She-Hulk? Uh, nerfing the Hulk. Ner- nerfing. The, explain nerfing the Hulk. All right, maybe. So nerf, of course, are the uh, you know the footballs and the dart guns and somewhat uh, yes. that are not supposed to cause injuries. <laughs> but if you're creative enough, that <laughs> doesn't stop you. Uh, and so the complaint was that you know in the comics and to some extent in the MCU, uh, the Hulk is this force of nature that can destroy planets, yeah. uh, and yet you know uh, she Hulk you know becomes she Hulk for the first time and seems to beat him in single combat. And what in the world have they done with the Hulk? How oh, dare he? <laughs> so ner- nerfing the Hulk. Okay. I,
0: I get it. Josh, what was your favorite insane like
2: complaint about the She-Hulk show? From the beginning, the absolute wildest thing that I, I like I just never imagined I'd see comic book fans complaining that they did something too close Ooh. to the comic book. Like, oh, yeah, man, you this know is what? too much like the that- comics. <laughs> what the fuck she are you talking the, about, she, man? <laughs>
0: she broke the fourth wall. Holy shit. Uh, like That's Deadpool's thing, right? Right.
3: Uh, you and know see, where he got it from, right? <laughs> She-Hulk. Yeah, here's She-Hulk, the savage She-Hulk from the 1980s um, is breaking the fourth wall on the cover and, right. and is smart and witty and a career woman who has relationships and not afraid to be uh, feminine and sexy and have boyfriends and have sex and be a hero and be a lawyer and so all those things of like I cannot believe she's doing all these things. Why you're like lightening her up or she's not this, she's not that. And I'm like, are you have you read the comics? She does yeah, all these things. You're
0: the m- you're mad she's a fully developed character.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, and how and my dare favorite you! Part That's the that worst. The show does is that it leans into those things of like. Um. Yeah, she's trolling the trolls, but sh- they're not afraid to be also self-aware, also to troll themselves right. as well, mm-hmm. and that's kind of <laughs> leads its way, leads its oh, way man. through. And so my one of my favorite parts is there in the first episode, the, uh, Bruce Banner is looking at her. He's like, "You got to get a control of your anger and, and do that." She's like, "I'm a female lawyer in an all male office. I think I know how to control <laughs> my anger." <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: So so that kind there of thing. Go. And that held up the mirror to kind of the toxicity of fandom. And so I think that's what people are tweeting about and upset about is they feel they get super defensive when they feel like they're being pointed out. But, again, it's revealing kind of the nature of this character and the nature of, like, fandom these days, which I loved every minute of it. Brother I I,
2: I just got to say, while we're being – while we're being nerds, (laughs) I do not buy – Oh, boy. That it is because she's female in her experience that she has control of the Hulk. I do think those things are true, and I think that's probably why she thinks that's happening. Kay. I think there's something deeper there that has to do with how Hulk has altered his own genetics before oh. it got into her blood system, and we'll probably that hear more about that later.
0: Wh- I mean, you so you challenged, you challenged me yesterday uh, along this similar – <laughs> You challenged me and a a, a new friend of mine, James, that you knew the nerdiest thing. You had done the nerdiest (laughs) thing. (laughs) And I, so, fellow nerds (laughs) in the room, if someone says to you, I know the nerdiest thing, usually I'm like, I call bullshit on that. Because there's probably something nerdier that someone else far off and wherever knows. James and I stand there (laughs) as Josh gives a 10-minute Thesis on (laughs) a game that is based on like law and religion thousands of years in the future. It's an RPG that took all this, you know, complex. There's footnotes in the rule book. (laughs) That's insane.
2: (laughs) Um, And I turn to James and I say, Ah shit he got me. <laughs> that was that was really good. I gotta um, say, I'm I, I only admit that it was the nerdiest thing that I had
0: done. I think it's the nerdiest thing that's <laughs> ever happened though. And, and, and like that's that's, possible. that like that that kicks, you know, fan fiction. Ah, LARPing, Ah, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons. No. I made my own role playing game based on law and religion, and the rule book has footnotes. We also
2: had some violent biology genetic scientists help uh, us well with some of the evolution in case of the in, in case didn't really yet. set it over yeah. the yeah. edge well, we, we <laughs> had to make
0: sure it was as accurate as possible <laughs> <laughs> this make-believe yeah, 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 yeah. of course <laughs> is, is one thing nerds get really crazy about it's like this is all make-believe but like we got to make sure it makes sense though. it's like let's use our imaginations and once we get you know past a certain age it's like you can Im- you can imagine so many different things but then it becomes this but does it make sense does it make mm-hmm. sense to use my imagination? I'm like, if we were all nine, we'd be like, who cares if it makes <laughs> sense? Like, you don't see, it's funny, with all these properties that we, we, we've, we've seen on our board, and, and we'll, we'll get to a, f- a few more here in just a minute, but you know, with Star Wars, with Shielk, how much of it is A, plausible, and B, actually makes sense? You know, mm-hmm. where, where ki- kids can understand this. My daughter is six years old, mm-hmm. and she, all she knows about Shielk is she's a big green lady. All she knows, That's but it, but it, it's fair <laughs> though. But you know, we're sitting here, I'm sitting here as a, a 31 year old comic book fan. Like, well, actually, you know, you see the source material, uh, it makes more <laughs> sense if you think about it this way. And it's like at some point, that little kid in you dies, mm-hmm. mm. and you're you, you, we haven't found out how to resuscitate the inner child in us.
3: Well, let me go there uh. for just a second, I think Will. it's analogous to like also like. How we emerge deconstruct and reconstruct our faith as well like Preach. how many of us have like it's that second third grade sunday we still hang on to the second third grade like sunday school like noah's ark story p- picture bible and then you really look at the text and you really re-examine it of what really is going on there and and the violence that is going on and all those kind of things and then we start to like whoa what's really behind this text and i think you know we were joking earlier that like Yeah, we love comics as a sense of escapism or imagination to kind of hold up a mirror to ask the bigger questions of life and faith and and how we relate to the world. There's also um, a way that like a a way that invites us to ask the bigger questions of of existence. What makes a hero? What makes a villain? Where's my community? Who's my team that's going to help me through these things? what do i believe about the universe if it has meaning or not Is she just ni- nihilistic where it doesn't have any purpose or is there something behind it all that's pointing to a greater purpose so i think yeah these could be just funny books for for kids or whatever mm-hmm. or they're like these grand stories that can draw us into the deeper questions that we're all wrestling with and so i started collecting comic books as a just kind of a way as a hobby to kind of decompress after long days of of ministry and eventually these movies and comic books are still drawing me back in to ask these big questions that, again, are are like I when I do the God Loves Geeks book club and others, we read these and we said, yeah, I love the art. I love what the author did there like we do with any book club. But also, what are the big questions that this story is asking us to reflect upon? What mirror is it holding up to our own existence? And so it helps us uh, go deeper as well. And so it's not just church faith settings that people are – hopefully asking the big questions, but it's happening in that Comic Con. It's happening within the comic mm-hmm. book store. And so what how are these stories helping us do that? So and that's mm-hmm. kinda what the um, you know what what Nathan was saying in terms of he's done a whole work on a whole series of Jonathan <laughs> Hickman's <laughs> uh oh, <no>. you know, <laughs> oh yeah uh, we're gonna get uh, Nathan a a riled up. run <laughs> that, that goes super deep into like these things. So it's not just funny books for kids. And it is is there there's an element of that but there's also what story or narrative are, are we attaching?
0: Oh yeah, in and and
1: yeah. before uh, I'm not going to go Hickman right now. Don't worry, we we, we are going to get out of here in an hour. I, I but was, <laughs> I was going to say,
0: if, if at some point you could explain to them your rubric of how to judge things and how you approach that. Well, that's I, I that's actually that a question I'd like
1: to p- to pose to you three. Yeah, is guys, that we
2: might
3: have a quick? Is this quick? I'm sorry, I cut
1: you uh, off. Oh, sorry, man. Yes. Go ahead.
2: about the imagination thing, and you were talking about. All right, I did uh, say uh, that a while that. back. Yes, yeah. 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 I um, it, it makes me think of C.S. Lewis and his Doctrine of the Imagination, which is oh, fascinating yeah, yeah. stuff. He's, he makes this point, and it's a lot of times, you know, we have these theologies, you know, process theology, you know, penal doctrine, all this post-penal doctrine, all this other stuff that we would try to get across to people and these ideas that are very important ideas. But he's talking about this idea that basically our minds have already made up what we want to believe. We have the troll that's standing there guarding our minds. And the thing that imagination lets you do, the thing that story lets you do, is kind of sneak past that. Mm. So you can see something mm. deeper because you're not confronting an idea you already have your guard up against. And that's where I think a lot of these comic book stories, a lot of the stuff that we're doing with Deepy Thinker yeah, is, is incredibly important, not just because, hey, man, isn't it fun to just talk about She-Hulk smashing Matt it, Murdock? It is. But also... Yeah. Spoiler! Also, man, it Ooh. is... <laughs> they don't know what that means. It's fine. It's we're cool. going to do an altar call. But it's... Uh, <laughs> like you're talking also, about fighting, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's a, well, his, no, no, I'm sorry. his ass has not been whooped yet, um, <laughs> but we have this, this format to see deeper, not only two ideas that help us spiritually as Christians, but also we are challenged deeply. Um, you know, the Miss Marvel comics, the She-Hulk show, that ending, how it challenges the fans even. Oh, my gosh. Imagination spoilers, is incredibly powerful, sometimes that's more general. powerful kind of, than general. theology. Nice. So here's a question I want to
1: pose in response to that, because I agree with what we all are saying. One element of fan culture, and especially online fan culture, is that when we when I attempt these what I would call allegorical readings, because I teach medieval literature, uh, when I want to look at the psychological and the existential and the political and all these sorts of things, right, sometimes uh the appeals to the mechanics and the details, right? So in other words, you know, when we try to do a a reading of She-Hulk, you know, in a feminist vein, right? It's, well, you know, the genetic modifications that Bruce made during the Professor Hulk episode in between Infinity War and Endgame actually accounts for that better. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, but I like the feminist allegory better. (laughs) I mean, can those things coexist or do they short-circuit each other? Because my fear is that they tend to short-circuit each other.
0: So... Uh, you're you're the college professor in, in on the table so oh I yeah i guess <laughs> i am all right <laughs> <laughs> so when when you say like they they sh- they, they kind of shorten the gap between those things do you think it's do you think it's ha- more helpful for fans to have the long journey of of coming to that ascent through mm-hmm. the process of it or when shows because it's a different medium sure. movies and tv have to tell stories differently that's another mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. fans kind of lose their minds about is you know when they a- when they adapt something, it's like, well, this isn't like the twenty issue comic I read. Well, yes, it's because you read a book, right, and then we're like, right. oh, they made a movie about the book, and uh. you know, movie versus <laughs> book is a huge thing. Yes, which which do you prefer as someone who is a professional educator, someone who is helping people learn ideas as as well? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <right. laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So now l- let, let let me answer for real. Um, you know, I think that they're doing different things. I think that, you know, the short form, you know, feature length picture or even the short form television series allows us to take in a far greater spectrum of things all at once, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, uh, any kind of discursive, you know, novelization, right, uh, narrative fiction uh, engages us more actively, and I really dig that. Uh, but it also means that anytime we want to, we can close the book, put a bookmark in, and set it aside, whereas the film keeps coming at us, whether we're ready or not. Now, I understand we can hit the pause button, but it's more uncomfortable to hit the pause button than it is to put that bookmark in, and if anyone disagrees with me, I'll talk to you after the talk. (laughs) Oh, boy.
2: Well, and, and, and much like different languages, including art, music, whatever, can tell us different things about God, same things are true about these formats telling different stories right mm-hmm. um when, when you look at some of the comics most of the comics i would say their stories are better but sometimes you look at the movie and the movie does a better job the iron man tony stark in the f- mcu films Ooh. infinitely better than tony stark in the comics primarily because he can actually have a redemption story he can actually die a hero because right. the comics will never let that happen. okay I,
1: I, I like hickman's nihilistic iron man Oh. Continue. <laughs> All right, so...
2: <laughs> so that we can
0: adequately lose everybody.
1: <laughs> so, in, in this run of Avengers that I wrote about, that you yeah, referred yep, to earlier, yep. um, what you get is the opposite story arc of the MCU. So, Tony Stark begins with something like the, the closest thing Tony, Tony Stark can get to, noble motives for doing what he does. And I'll try not to do too many spoilers here. But by the end of the arc, uh, he is so far gone morally... That he is doing things that, you know, I'm thinking, okay, Thanos, who is also part of this arc, would blush at. Okay? So, I mean, you know, yeah. for me, simply because, you know, I want to explore that psychology of evil, right? And, you know, that idea that uh, that I get from Augustine, other people get from other places, that, you know the reason that we do evil is because we're trying to grasp onto things that are genuinely good because they're part of God's nature, but that were never meant to be in the possession of human finite beings. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Tony Stark do that in these comics, yeah. oh. and it is horrifying morally and psychologically, but it is so compelling literarily. And I said I wouldn't do this, and I'm sorry, but I'm yeah. going to stop there. <laughs> uh, so well. it's like Tony Stark broke bad? guess uh, he, he did more than broke bad. I mean, he he became worse than Thanos. Well, <laughs> yeah. The small so.
3: decisions you make. Walter White all the way to the oh, end. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, is there is there in the comics? And so again, these funny books just for kids. Or are they stories that we're writing, digesting, consuming to help
1: us yeah. wrestle
3: with our own mistakes, to wrestle with what how we see hero mm-hmm. versus Yeah.
0: Girls. And or are we both? meant to
1: have that kind of power? Yeah, I mean that. Ooh, you know, to, that's
2: it's a good one, Nathan. <laughs> to transition a little bit away from comics, eventually. Uh, well, listen, we got other things. We got other things that on that, that list. Look at that board. Look at that board. <laughs> I know, I know. Look at the. B- so, <laughs> okay, listen, listen. Just so you know, here. we will give <laughs>
0: a reco- each of us is going to give a recommendation at the end that we encourage you all to go find. So we yeah. will have a moment at the end where we actually give you something to go seek out. But mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. so Josh, what you you're see. saying.
2: Okay. Okay. Yes. So you were ranting uh, I think about the a lot board of times how important the, the board is. miniseries. <laughs> yeah. You, you were talking about like that comic. A lot of times, just having an expiration date allows some of the stories to be better yes. because it can yes. have an actual right, arc. Right. Much like Tony Stark in the MCU, okay. Tony Stark as a nihilist in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, I, I even got to say Steve Rogers was better in the movies. They didn't get the character as well done, but he had an actual like. You got to have a happy ending. You'll never get that in comics, he, man. He did. And I'm old. I'm looking at the sometimes <laughs> it is just better to have an actual expiration date. Right. And I'm I'm thinking of even some of the shows I love. Supernatural. I love supernatural. It was meant to end at season five. Yes. Yep. Season five, <laughs> we see the they ultimate sacrifice of someone going into the pits of hell. And then they were like, wait a minute, we can make more money. Let's <laughs> have this go for 15 seasons, man. And I'm like, guys, come on. Are you you said- have the best he, ending. He is so
3: fired up right now. I love it. This is the most I've, I've seen Joshua fired up. And as someone who's like known as having the one who's having the bad opinions, when he said that, there are some people in the room that nodded their heads Whoa. <laughs> in agreement. Don't Miracles affirm him do that happen. Much. At beer c- It'll continue. My opinions are improving. Uh, they're improving. A miracle so, happened. So Josh,
0: happened. are are you implying that nerd geek culture has been co-opted by capitalism in this way that we just mm. keep making stuff? Mm. Wait, have, have we? Ha, yeah. Do we have too? <laughs> do we have too much content <laughs> too and much not enough content. stories? Mm. Sometimes.
2: I, I I do love I love that there's more Star Wars and more Marvel and all that out there. I also love that Werewolf by Night was an hour long oh. which made it a beautiful story. I also think We got to talk about Werewolf by Night. Listen, I'm thinking of the, the right before we we took over here. This room was the Tolkien room and they're telling yes, that it story. Was. <laughs> the, Some of it right has there. remained. Shout out, the, shout out the, Nick. The old Toby <laughs> is still on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I um <laughs> Listen, the the story of Lord of the Rings according to C.S. Lewis, the best friend of the author, was primarily about industrialism being anti-industrialism. And that's what I'm thinking with this. A lot of times, what we actually see is there's this evil that's taken over, this power that's consuming us of we want more and more content, we want more and more digitalization, more and more sitting in front of a TV, and sometimes even as geeks, we need to take our comic books outside maybe. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's where the sun lives. <laughs> like I am a Florida boy. <laughs> I I have wrong opinions cuz my brain has been fried, my <laughs> friend.
0: <laughs> when you when you said CS Lewis said this about Lord of the Rings. Will and I instantly looked to Nick in the room and he was looking down at his phone and we're like, "Yes, no. I d- no, <laughs> tell no. <laughs> Please tell us. Cuz he's he's the token head. He's the token head. Yeah.
2: Um. So I think we'll be coming to systematic ecology in 2023. Be yeah. like oh boy! Oh boy!
0: That. Systematic <laughs> ecology coming soon on systematic. <laughs> eco- so um, I, I feel like we should will we should hit a few of the things on our board. We've hit She Hulk. Yep. We've hit a little bit of Star Wars. Talk, we've talked a little bit more broader about you know nerd culture inter- uh, being interlaced with how we learn and how we understand story and narrative. Which um, is there anything on there, Will, that you as our as our host as our esteemed pastor on the panel, Mm-mm. you feel like must be talked about before the four of
3: us get to our recommendations. Yeah, it's hard for me. Uh, I somebody, I shout I one. Something. somebody shout out somebody nope. shout yeah. out somebody. Shout out someone. Okay. Oh. Columba. <laughs> Colombo. I have no idea what that's about, but Talk everybody gets Diana Diana out Brunner on Bass something. Talk to Diana yeah, I don't Bass. know what
0: that is. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> 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 no, it, it is a fun detective I guess I'm going to be the old guy here. Yes. Do uh, it. Oh, Diana. <laughs> Diana, Diana yeah. you're here. And,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Diana all along. It, yeah. it is a
1: fun detective show because it is not your standard uh, you know, DNA test procedural. Uh, but he is just a master of psychology hmm. and a master at getting people to give themselves away. So it's just fun to watch him outmaneuver and outsmart. Uh, as Diana said, all of these rich white guys. Yeah,
3: and and I think it's one of those shows that like it's con- self-contained. It's not like a big continuity from one cliffhanger to the next. Right, it's like right. It's the it's the mystery crime of the week, of the week. that they do, <laughs> yeah. and then and then it ends, Beautiful. and you wait for the next one. So um, that's great storytelling. Yep.
0: So, did we have an answer from uh, any others? Yeah, we t- shout Who wrote out down midnight mass.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Avatar.
3: No, it and roses. I know what it is. Oh, my gosh. A Chord of it's Thorns,
0: thorns and the Roses. It's very fantasy, but, yeah, it's spicy. It's, okay. it's spicy? Should a Chord
3: of um Thorns and Roses. Thorns and roses. Do someone I need to go watch right now? It's Yeah, there's
0: a side posca-
3: podcast happening in the audience. There is. About <laughs> and this, I love it. Like but There's concept. an example.
2: I'm wait, wait, I'm trying wait. to get recommendations yeah, from so here's, our audience. Right here's
3: now. the <laughs> thing, like at the end of systematic Ecology, we always do recommendations just because we get on something and then our co host was like, What do you geek, what do you have a recommendation for for our audience? And as I feel like I have my finger on the pulse of geek culture and know a lot about geek culture. There's always someone who brings something up. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I, that's not my wheelhouse. There's if only not. so much in my bandwidth. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not. No. Yeah, yeah it, but I understand the recommendations. Like, I geek out on this. This is cool. Maybe you should check it out. And maybe somebody will say, like, yeah, maybe this isn't your speed. You should not. You no, should avoid that. But, that. yeah. <laughs> but there's always a cool recommendation that someone can give that's not. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh. Well, you know, Big Bang Theory is on the wall. Yes. And so there's – talk about, like, uh, geek culture going mainstream. Right. There's a right, show right, right. when the, you know – MCU and the movies were getting popular, and everybody started wearing like Marvel T-shirts and Star Wars T-shirts, which is great. I love it. We're f- in Comic Cons, and San Diego Comic Con came super popular, and like that was like the hub of the wheel. Um, Big Bang Theory then kind of also said, "All right, here it is." And so I haven't watched a whole lot of it. I don't understand. I do understand why people really love it. I haven't watched a ton, but is it, does it hurt geek culture Ooh. or does it help geek culture? Um, oh, it helps. I um, if you don't no, mind, I, I I do not.
0: Actually, okay. but um, I, I would like to add into this because okay. it's a show okay. that I'm currently almost at the end of.
2: Oh well, that. I'm 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 not gonna say much about the show. Oh, I, I love the show, okay. but but uh, m- mine was just a, a quick fun story. I, I grew up extremely sheltered. Um, there was a lot of Disney movies I wasn't allowed to watch until I Ooh. left home. What was the nastiest uh, <laughs> nastiest Disney movie you weren't allowed to watch? Honestly, I think that there was one on. I shit you not. There was a <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. That he never wears to... pants. No, no, no. There was a kids in mind review that said that it said the H word once. It said hell, so I, I wasn't, which wasn't Where even is true. That movie? It was just a bad review. It wasn't even true. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Winnie Winnie's uh, Winnie the Pooh's H word is honey. Pretty sure. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But you could have gone with little I was mermaid. So sheltered. Yeah. There's just, and to this day, there's just a ton of stuff that I like. People tell me, and I'm like, huh? And they're like. Josh, that was literally the most popular song for 20 years in the American. And I'm like, what? Huh? Never heard of it. Like In but recent I, days, I, you're like, who's Blink-182? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, when I went to college, for the first year, people were just calling me Sheldon, and I had no idea what the hell they were talking <laughs> oh. about. Until... My roommate played an episode once because when I went to the dentist, they had a journal of trains. And I <laughs> snuck it with me, and I was like, "They won't know that I took this thing of yeah. trains." You I love stole trains. A journal of trains. <laughs> I love trains, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just had like all these random Everybody facts about trains traveling. in Europe. You know? I was like, "Sure."
1: <laughs> Nathan, do you have any hot takes about Big Bang Theory? Because I'm about to. My race. my my only hot take is uh, yeah. first of all, my <laughs> I did not want to watch it, but my wife did, so I did. Uh, that, yep. First episode to last episode on HBO Max. And uh, my one observation as, as the, the resident academic okay. is that it is great as long as they're talking about things you haven't studied. <laughs> but then <laughs> when they start to mention, you know, like philosophy or history or literature, I'm like, who the hell wrote this script?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, does not get the Nathan Gilmore
1: uh, stamp of approval. They might be right about everything I haven't studied. <laughs>
0: Everything I don't know, they might be right about. But if I know about <laughs> it, probably not. <laughs> the, so Big Bang Theory is uh, Will. Will touched on this really briefly. Because um, w- how many of you, if you're if you're above a certain age, you are like, yeah, all the shit that is cool right now was not cool when I was a kid. Mm. I know, like I yeah. couldn't walk around and be like, oh. There's someone in a Captain America Captain America T-shirt. there's someone in a Superman shirt like and they're just, they're just wearing it in public. like don't they know they're gonna get bullied and they're gonna get a wedgie or you know all that kind of stuff. would if I would have <laughs> worn or talked about half of the stuff that I've talked about and worn this week even, <laughs> I would have been bullied even more than I was when I was a child. <laughs> so I think Big Bang Theory actually speaks to part of a societal shift to where nerd and geek culture was not a subculture anymore. It kind of became pop culture. Mm-hmm. It, things like we can have a discussion about Tolkien lead into yeah. a co- – sorry, I just keep pointing at Nick in the crowd. <laughs> um, we can have a discussion about <laughs> so Tolkien in, in in these wide spaces because of because of things like Rings of Power and things like the movies. They offer up the topic in a – Accessible way to people that don't know the deep lore about, you know, the Silmarillion and the, the Children of Hurin and like all that stuff. Did I lose anybody there? Okay, no, good, we got good, awesome. Oh, so, we got, we got some hey, uh, Ryan,
2: so. have you seen my Captain America hat? Uh, no, I, I look forward I, to it. I have one, and it's just a blue cap with the shield on it. People ask me where I get it, and what's really fun is. I got it long enough ago that they didn't sell Captain America hats. I bought a blue hat and sewed on a patch that I had to special I order online. I have heard online. this story. Yes. Yeah, so it so blows my mind that people actually know who that yeah. is now.
0: Getting getting to Big Bang Theory on this, it it put pop culture, it put geek culture in such a prime spotlight that it facilitated it becoming mainstream and that's a that's a term that we get to use yeah. a lot with pop culture mm-hmm. and geek cultures oh did blank become mainstream newsflash iron man comics sucked <laughs> they're not good there's there yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> so like there, there's little bright spots but iron man was not this big you know Oh my goodness! He was not a list. But but as as it turns
1: out, Robert Robert Downey Jr. is really good. (laughs) Who'd have thought? B
2: list Um, villain.
0: Big Bang Theory was part of this shift, and I think whether that show, like Nathan said, whether it gets everything right or gets it doesn't, what it (laughs) what it did what it did accomplish was giving a subculture, a subgenre, a platform to where we can now tell stories in the way we receive them and hear mm-hmm. them. But what is ha- what has then happened is we became, we just became pop culture. And now it's like, what other stories get to be told? What other things get to be, t- what other different perspectives get to be brought in? That's where, you know, we, we have these, bu- I'm sorry, I, I'm, oh no, I I I'm, thumb, I'm, I'm right. preaching. No, no, um, no, no. So. We become we become the we go from the minority to the majority. And now we're seeing that time even in the, like the current phase of Marvel movies. How many of you have heard the term MCU? Anybody?
2: I not until now. I love that the two hands
0: <laughs> I saw
1: <laughs>
0: belong to ladies. So uh. there's this idea like, oh no, women are being highlighted. It's like, yeah, we got like 25 movies of white dudes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's okay. Like that's okay. Um, but Bing, Big Bang Theory was kind of the, the, the genesis of switching that public persona of, <laughs> of pop culture being nerd culture and nerd culture being pop culture. Guys.
3: Well, that leads into, um, sorry. The, yeah. um, so this also goes into like, uh oh, they made Hi. Thor a, a lady? Lady Thor? I will then, preach on this. And then that will lead yeah. into here. We, ha- we have j- a few minutes. I have to jet here in a little bit, but we'll get to recommendations. Rec- recommendations. Yeah. Um, we would love to hear what you're geeking out on. And if there's a story, there's a graphic novel, there's a movie, uh, reach out to us, DM us, follow us on our podcast, do those kinds of things, social media. But one of the things we want to do is just kind of share with you something that's meaningful to us that we think you should read that has kind of a depth to it that you could do start your own God Loves Geeks book club in your own community, wherever. Um, one thing I wanna um, recommend is uh, Tom King and Lee Week's Batman story called Cold Days. It's a short graphic novel, and the premise is that Bruce Wayne is called to jury duty. That sounds like a fascinating story, doesn't it? Well, comes the fact, he's, he's coming off like him being stood up at the altar by Catwoman, and he's really pissed off, and um, Mr. Freeze is supposedly um, done this horrendous crime. Batman's the one who busted him and threw him in jail. But guess what? Bruce Wayne comes and is get, wants to go on jury duty to prove his innocence, to prove Mr. Freeze's innocence. <laughs> and in this jury kind of courtroom drama, the art's fantastic. They're even wrestling. Bruce is talking about like his the how his parents were religious and how he doesn't adopt that same religion. Cause you know, he had this kind of trauma when he was a kid and he doesn't know if he can believe in a God that will allow his parents to be killed or not. Mm-hmm. And he's r- wrestling with his agnosticism and atheism. And then eventually he's talking with a woman there on jury duty who has a cross on. He's like, ah, oh, and they start talking about sacrifice. And by the end of the book, I'm not gonna tell you what happens, but they start quoting like Job, And this is like little three story arc of this graphic novel, i'm like i cannot believe this is on the comic book shelves in our comic book store <laughs> and a pastor just bought it and is reading it it's just, it's just it's fantastic so go out find that graphic novel don't buy it on amazon go to your local comic book store support your local support comic local, book local comic book <laughs> stores
2: <laughs> yeah all right down josh your, your recommendation, recommendation? Stores like an hour and a half away. I can't do that. That doesn't um, sound local don't. <laughs> no. That's the closest one, man. Um, so, yeah, so y- you, you were mentioning how comic books went from kind of behind the scenes to mainstream. Very talking about that with some of the ladies and all these other characters coming out. Uh, it reminds me a lot of what Christianity has done of Ooh. how we were kind of the persecuted, the minority, and now that we were in power, what do we do with that? And we're seeing that a lot with some of this toxic fandom. I mean, you look at She-Hulk, and all of a sudden, all these people who were a few years ago just happy that someone else knows who Captain America is—we got a
0: Spider-Man movie. What? Yeah.
2: And now yeah. it's how dare you do She-Hulk? That what? Yeah. Uh, what happened to just being happy? You have Daredevil at all, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, do you have a, you have um, a recommendation yes, that yes. Uh,
0: listeners and people in the room can go f- seek out if they want to take some of these themes we've talked about deeper?
2: Yeah. Um. My favorite comic of all time, oh, probably, do tell. is Hellboy in Hell by Mike Magnolia. It's a graphic novel now, I guess. But uh, it, it's is wrestling with this question of where he was born uh, basically part demon or full demon, however you want to read it, and is sent back into hell having been out of that and played sort of the part of the reluctant hero for so long and is questioning where do I belong? Do I belong in hell? And as someone who has always wrestled with their own humanity, wrestled with their own uh, downfalls, especially just some of my mental health stuff and all that, I relate so much. And I'm like, yeah, where do I belong? Do I actually do I belong in hell? What makes me not belong in hell? Mm. And Good. there's some big Good. questions in that. And th- there's very few words. It's all it's just art, and you can just see it. And the way he portrays that and tells that story is absolutely beautiful. And
0: and. Josh did mention uh, the artist, uh, creator of this character, Mike Mignola, is a. Yeah. Uh, I, to call him a good artist almost feels uh, like
2: I'm. At the start, doing uh, uh, Doctor he's a Who legend. Dalek blaspheme, blaspheme.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good, good one. I was waiting for that Doctor Who <laughs> reference. I, I, was uh, fine, I was
2: waiting <laughs> for an excuse.
0: <laughs> so, so Nathan, what would be the one thing you'd recommend to listeners and and attendees at the Superpower Happy Hour? They go yeah. check out.
1: Well, I'm going to throw back to what I was talking about earlier, yeah. uh, Jonathan Hickman's run on New Avengers and Avengers. Uh, the kind of core of the story is in a big volume called Infinity that you can get uh, at used bookstores at this point. Uh, but what's great about it is that there is a, an Avengers storyline and a New Avengers storyline going simultaneously, informing each other. In the Avengers storyline, Thanos is back. Uh, he has brought the Black Order with him, and he thinks he's all the stuff, and he's the big threat to the universe. In the background, it turns out some characters who I grew up to think of as the superheroes are actually much, much worse.
0: You really do know how to end a sentence.
1: <laughs> I do. I do worse. teach college. <laughs> I, I, I've got to keep the attention of eighteen-year-olds. <laughs>
0: that is now that feels like a, a, a huge problem to wrestle with. But so. The, re- the whole reason why, uh, why I came here, why I you know have this uh, relationship with Will and, and the gentleman on the panel and, and, and Trip Fuller is I had a deep connection to the, uh, the, the Thor comics. So um, for those of you that cannot see me right now, I'm sporting a Jane Foster Thor shirt. Whoop, whoop. Jane means a lot to me. The character that may mean a little bit more to me uh, was recently seen in the latest Thor film. He is Gore the God Butcher. So mm. you might think, Man. We're, we're at like a semi-churchy you know, you know, belief in God thing. Why are we talking about a God butcher? So in my, in my leaving of church, in my leaving of being a pastor, you can hear more about this study uh, or this um, part of my life on the homebrewed episode I did. But a big part of this was discovering a medium outside of Scripture that spoke to me in a very spiritual way. So I read a comic book. Now, again, Will mentioned Funny books for children. What I'm going to recommend to you is not a funny book for children. Um, so yeah. I recommend you go and read. It's a uh, Thor, God of Thunder, issue number six. I will I will spoil this one thing. Thor is not in the book. He is not in there. If you're looking for Chris Hemsworth to come in and break and break uh, into the scene with a fart joke, it's not happening. This is not even without a shirt on. Not I- I'm oh good. As Kevin Garcia would say, "Amen." (laughs) So, um, there is a story that needed to be told at this point in Thor comics. It was how does a God butcher become a God butcher? Mm -hmm. How does how does a person of faith become someone who is faithless and is so dead set on faith not being a part of not just his life but anyone's life? How does how do spiritual systems become so damaging? that you want the person that created the system to not exist Mm -hmm. how does a god butcher be or how does it basically the making of a god butcher that is issue number six imagine those of you that were good sunday school good church kids picture with me the story of job Mm -hmm. now imagine that job doesn't give a fuck what god thinks that is the story have you read job Imagine it, imagine it without okay, Nathan the, schol- the, the 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 professor called me out. Imagine it um, without getting tenfold back. Imagine yeah. with get without getting your kids back. Imagine that whole story, but it has a more nihilistic ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can maybe talk to people who left left faith, they left church structures, they left community. Why why do they feel the way they feel? That comic may be something good and beneficial for you to at least, if not understand your own journey, understand someone else's journey. So I would recommend Thor, God of Thunder, number six. And I believe. Um,
2: can I ask you a question? Y- sure. Did you ever. You got to talk to the author, that Jason Aaron?
0: I did live the dream, as we in the podcast community yeah. say. Uh, I did get to interview Jason Aaron, who is the writer. Um, he's a, a proclaimed atheist. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well,. Was that the question? Yeah, that was it. That oh, was okay. it. I, my uh, final recommendation, then, also Jason Aaron, Goddamned. Yes, he wrote That was, that's uh, not a kids book. F- <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> follow up there. Uh, go
0: check out a book called The Goddamned. It's a reimagination, uh, reimagination of Cain, um, after mm. he slays Abel. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's a re. It's you know what?
2: Damn, that was good. Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Goddamned, that was good. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> darkest timeline. Yeah, Bible edition.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's a. If any of you are fans of Community, there's dark goatees everywhere during the darkest timeline. Absolutely. Um, So, uh, so guys, as we wrap up here, we're um, we're a little bit past time. Um, I just want to thank everybody in the room here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to the. Wait, oh, thank you. The the golf, the golf claps. I felt like we were at the (laughs) Masters there for a second. (laughs) So, thank you for for coming to this. I just panelists. Tell them, like, again, where we can – because we do this in the podcasting world – where can um, where can folks find your stuff, and, um, and yeah, where can they
2: engage uh, with you more?
1: Yeah, you can find the uh, the full range of the Christian Humanist Radio Network at christianhumanist.org. Yeah,
2: um, also, we, we do have a list of our podcasts as yeah. well as other podcasts on the board if you want to just see some of our recommendations yeah. for geeky podcasts. Um I do the whole church podcast you can find, anywhere you find podcasts in Systematic Geekology. Same thing, we also have a website for that one that's yeah. systematicgeekology.org, which is currently down because I'm reworking some stuff. <laughs> so don't go there right now. Yeah, no, no, not right now.
0: <laughs> Professional web designer, Joshua Noll, everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, you can uh, follow me on uh, on all the stuff. at uh, I am Ryan Doe's, and then across the Bifrost, we put out w- episodes every week, and I've got a whole host of side projects. Um, We've had Trip Fuller on our podcast. We've had uh, we've had Will on our podcast. Josh has been a a
2: one-time guest. We talked about Jane, didn't we? Somehow just well, yeah. You were doing that that one you just talked about, and I love love Gore the God Butcher. So 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 yeah, we talked about that. But um,
0: thank you everybody for joining us for Superpower Happy Hour. This is uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you all very very much. We're gonna hang around for a little bit if you want to. I don't know. Tell us we're wrong cuz that's a <laughs> that's that's like a nerdy spiritual practice, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: remember, have you played Final Fantasy X? I I am so not, a not video to date gamer. you, oh, but yeah. the Hutchins run is like oh, I'm, my I'm
1: first I'm 45. Yeah, but <laughs> it's so my first like dive is, um, into